This is episode 32 of the Gamer Sushi Show. This week we talk about everything from gaming droughts and EA Origins to Bastion and the 3DS price drop. Also, we play over under. Hi, welcome to the Gamer Sushi Podcast. I'm Eddie. I'm Nick. I'm Mitch. I'm Anthony. I'm Jeff. And this is episode 68 of the podcast. We've uh, been putting these things up every day for the last month and nobody's really been listening to them. It's kind of weird. Yeah, we were, we were a little bit worried because we kept putting links on the front page saying, click me, I'm a podcast, and nobody was clicking it. And it was <laughs> I mean, there's, there's those links? There was this crazy like, uh, reality game thing that we were doing. Yeah, and we were doing an ARG them. about the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, it was this big whole thing. We, you know what? It's because we went on Origins. We probably shouldn't have put that in podcast store in there. Yeah, and if you guys would have solved it, you would have gotten a Counter Strike game night. But it's a little late for that. <laughs> <laughs> I think Mitch is a little. I think Mitch is a little bit sore about that that Counter Strike. I can hear the tears. Hear the tears through the internet right yeah. now. Used to reinstall that game. <laughs> if you ever wonder what the troll face sounded like, now you know. So yeah, we've covered a lot of topics over the last uh, 35 podcasts that you guys have missed. So I and guess everything we, just, we predicted came true. Everything yeah. came true. You uh, know, it was it actually was kind of fun. Our, like, our podcast constantly. You know, just sort of walking around with a podcast just running. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, we were strive- Remember when we were live streaming in Justin TV for that one week? Mm-hmm. Where we we had like out. two viewers, and both of them were me. Yeah, it was really weird. I don't know why you had two computers up. My favorite, JK had... guys, JK. Is <laughs> no, the best part was when we had Cliffy B on as a guest. <laughs> oh yeah, you all missed that. Yeah. yeah, it was awesome. He came on, called us bitches, <laughs> and we, we were like, "Whatever, us. dude, huge, you're the bitches." <laughs> and then he left the podcast. It was really weird. Jackrabbit sucks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. JK, this is actually episode 32. You have not missed 35 podcasts. Eddie, you're such a comedian. Yeah. So, anyway, it's episode 32. We have been on a month-long hiatus just because pretty much everything after E3 until the fall kind of sucks in terms of game news and things. There isn't um, any. <laughs> yeah, there isn't any. And then everyone, you know how everyone early all year was like, what gaming drought? Well, there kind of was one anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. There was. There's been a few, but nothing really like blockbustery. Yeah. So you know, like Infamous. There was Catherine, mm-hmm. and what was there? I think there was another one. I can't remember right now. Did, I did believe anybody I else? Nukem. A. I'm just saying. You know, it's pretty what did good. You give, what did you give an A? Infamous two. Okay. I'm going to play it. I just I'm trying to still beat what I have. Did anyone else think that that game like wasn't marketed at all? Because that game just kind of came out. I don't think Sony ever markets anything. Yeah. Except on like the internet. You know, or Uncharted Two, maybe, or something like. I just feel like compared to the constant Gears of War three commercials, I'm going to see. I'm not seeing mm-hmm. anything from Sony yeah. or Modern Warfare three. Well, I right. did see a few. I did see a few commercials for Infamous two on TV, but uh, they were all very weird. They were very just like the dude with red and blue shit video games in a world, and then it was like over, <laughs> and it's like, who is this for? Like. <laughs> It, it was, only does confusion. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I felt like they were all really weird, and like if you already weren't familiar with the franchise, you'd be like, "What the fuck is this?" So yeah, good job, Sony. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll pick it up 
you know, some year when it's like 20 bucks for a download or something. I don't know. I, I, I play, I've been playing the, the first one because I got it free with the PSN Plus. I was just going to say, now. wait for the next time the PSN gets hacked and you'll get it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the, the next time everything gets ruined completely, they'll give. They've arrested all those guys, so we have to. We well, have to no, not, not really. all those guys. They, 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 they're arrested prominent members. Well, no, they, right, the, right. One well, they, them, the one that they arrested today was fake. Mm-hmm. Oh, they did? Really? Yeah. Put on the, apparently, Lolsec put, put them on the wrong trail and had someone else get arrested that was not in Lolsec. Well, that's nice of them. Yeah. I guess this isn't harmless fun anymore, is it? Yeah. Or was it ever? Lulz. Yeah. Anyways. Well, it's funny because that makes uh, a couple of games. Because I felt like Killzone 3 kind of landed. Like, I forget that Killzone 3 is out. Oh, it's yeah. Not like, I didn't like, see marketing for that either. Well, and it's one of those things that they pumped so big leading up to. And so that's like a couple of games now that Sony had, Sony's had that were huge that, like, it's like, oh. They're and out. They just now, leave I it guess. to die. Yeah. No, but Kills, Killzone Three came out in February, man. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, I just forget that it's like, that it's out. Mm-hmm. I forget that I could play it if I wanted. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. Killzone Two is like twenty bucks for you know at GameStop. I think I I, I considered picking it up because I had a, a coupon I needed to use. And I that, enjoyed that was, the the single player of, of that. Of course you did, Jeff. Dude, dude, I I, <laughs> I signed back up for the. Uh, um, the Edge rewards card. thing. The rewards. Oh thing. yeah, yeah. I yeah, got yeah. like a five dollar coupon, and I so I I went to the store to try and find like what on earth I could get, and yeah, exactly. There's there's nothing, <laughs> so I um I picked up Singularity, which you remember Singularity, that yes. came out, you know, I... <laughs> at some point. I think it came out this year, didn't it? Or maybe it was last year. Anyway, sure it was like it was last, last year. Yeah, I think yeah. it was last year. Fable um, Three is marked down to twenty five dollars right now on Amazon. Is that still too much? Yes, I've Mitch, heard it's. Mitch, no, I don't know, my friend told me. Uh, although I heard it's okay, did, but yeah, it's yeah. marked down to twenty five from like fifty right now on Amazon. So, really? well, I guess that's okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd play that game for twenty five. It, it was pretty good. And it's still it's it's trading. It's still like sixteen or seventeen bucks on Amazon. So I'm like, if I got it, I could like play it real quick and then. But the real you know, deal. Right back. The real deal was when Civ Five was like two cents for a day. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Have you played it yet, Nick? No, I haven't. No, I haven't gotten around to it. I got. I had. I was playing stupid Starcraft, and I just never. I'm about to say that's like you have to pull yourself away from Starcraft. Yeah, I never. Yeah. I never fired up Civ Five. I did download it, but I just haven't fired it up yet. It's really, really good. Um, yeah. See, I didn't. I didn't go for the deal because I didn't think I'd end up playing it. It's not really um, a multiplayer kind of game. It's actually one of. The, it's actually. It's a game that like I just love playing by myself a lot of times. I really want to try out the multiplayer, but. Um, but I. But I keep avoiding you, right? Yeah, but Mitch won't play with me. So, <laughs> Aww. But um, Game but no. games take like six hours. Yeah, they're very long. Oh uh, yeah, see that that doesn't make me think I'd want to play it. Yeah, but you can you save. can you can save it when you're yeah. single player. Also, yeah. it'd be great for a Saturday afternoon when you're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I don't know. There. I'm trying to hold off on. on I love that we're game. trying to break him. We're just like, but Stop Jeff it sounds really him. good. Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter anymore because now it's back up to fifty bucks. <laughs> right, so. right. As yeah. as, maybe I we mean, can buy have, it for fifty bucks. Then we really accomplish something. I have Civ Four and I never play it. I got it with some bundle deal. I can't remember which one. You should play Civ Rev. That was good. Civ Rev was great, and it's actually a, a good primer because that's the only Civ game it I is. played, and it was a great primer for Civ Five because I was able to just kind of. I mean, Civ Five is way more complicated, but it was still. 
I still understood everything because I played. Yeah, you got you got some of the basic concepts already. Yeah, exactly. And so it was just there was a few extra layers to each of those. And once I kind of wrapped my head around those, then I was fine. Now I I love the game. Um, it's been fun playing games on my PC again because I've been yes. playing a lot of StarCraft Two lately, and I've been playing. Eddie, have you done your plays and match for season three in StarCraft Two? Yeah, I was. Uh, I I got bronze last night, and I am ranked number three in my division. Nice. I am ranked 16 bronze because I tried to do drops and he decimated my base. <laughs> it's cool, guys. So, we're going to work on it and we're going to both y'all are going to get into the silver. It's going to be well, good. No, keep I, saying I, that, I, but you won't play yeah. with them. <laughs> you know, if won't. I had just three racks instead of trying to do drops, I probably would have won, but I suck at managing many things. I like how Nick is the guru. Like He's just like, <laughs> guys, listen. Listen to me. Yeah. I'll tell you well, how to do it. In gold, that makes him like the god emperor. Yeah, it's because I... It, well, it's because I've put probably like 10 times the amount of hours into the game that they have so <laughs> the emperor demands that you mine resources and nick can and nick's pretty good at managing his game and looking at mine and being like no eddie no yeah no, <laughs> eddie, stupid. Do this. Stop. eddie do this eddie do this I taught eddie, you stop. That. Yeah. every yeah. time yeah every time you guys talk about hey. it i just like my brain goes no 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 <laughs> no I will Jeff, never play you got, this. Jeff, you got to micro your macro. That's how you win. <laughs> Not fun with you. I, I just sort of glaze over when I start hearing this the StarCraft talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, like, used, to, I used to, but now that I've kind of jumped, now that I've kind of jumped into it, I'm like, oh, it's pretty fun. Yeah, <laughs> I'm and a bit obsessed though, but that's why I wanted to stay away from it. Is because <laughs> it's a game that requires you to be obsessed to really get enjoyment yes. out of it. Listen, Eddie. At some point, you'll reach Skyrim, the point we're at, and we'll be talking about year. like esports leagues. Yeah, yeah, you know it's 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 such an obsessive game that it takes up like you know half your life to. It's it's no. My point is, it's already bad enough that Skyrim is coming out. Like I don't need anything else. That's, be bad. <laughs> That's true. I yeah. might actually Half-Life have to stop too. playing uh, StarCraft when Skyrim comes out. Yeah, I might have to take a month off work when Skyrim comes out. <laughs> And you still might not finish it. That's the no. that's, <laughs> that's the sad part. Yeah, but no, I feel like I've, I feel like I've I've been reading numbers recently that PC gaming is actually on the rise again. Yeah, I read a quote that said uh, consoles only are forty percent of the market right now. I don't remember who said that. So oh, the, what, EA the- EA said that forty percent of the market. Uh, most, uh, the 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 biggest growing market is iPad which makes sense since it was not a market a year ago. Right. So obviously it's the largest growing. It's growing, yeah. Um, but I don't know, between like, I don't know if handhelds are, are considered to consoles too, but if they're not, then it's like between handhelds and phones and PC gaming, I don't know, consoles aren't what they used to be. I mean, they. I want to say he said that uh, as, as uh, 10 years ago, they had 80% of market share, 80%, yeah. and now they have 40 right. Well, so what's making PC gaming go up? Like, what's the source of that? I don't know. Maybe it's just that there's like good games out now, or yeah, good games of like been good ones. Civ Five, um, The Witcher Two, um, one, the promise of more coming out soon, like with Battlefield yeah. Three and I mean, Diablo, 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 Diablo Three, The Old yeah. Republic. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like you know, uh, with Steam launching for the Mac, I definitely you yep, know sure checked out all the too. games on there. But I, I mean, I wonder how much of an impact that even made as far as the, you know, I'm cause sure, they, I'm sure steam cloud really, I'm sure it helped. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Before we start talking about that too much, cause that's a future topic. <laughs> um, talk about the whole EA steam mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, one right. thing I, I, I will mention is that I was reading somewhere. I can't, can't remember where it was. It wasn't the article I linked to you guys the other day. It was somewhere else where a game journalist was saying that, um, 
they were in some conference call or something like that with EA and with some other people, and they talked about how EA clearly takes digital much more seriously than any other publisher right now. Next mm-hmm. to next to Valve, <laughs> you right. know, yeah, that, uh, well, which that, makes, that makes sense, sense. I mean, with Origin, but, place, yeah. but apparently they're investing like crazy in digital, um, and it's interesting that a lot of other that a lot of other publishers aren't really doing that. Um, but I mean, but I think they see that like first of all, in general, as a world, the whole idea of physical media is kind of coming to an end, like. Like computers are starting to come without CD drives now or DVD drives. It's just like, oh, right. you can just download stuff. But like even on a bigger scale, like they're looking at that and they're like, well, Steam has been successful for how long? And and they, you know, they just have downloads. Also, it's the easiest way to deal with piracy, right? Is yeah. is to do digital downloading, and you don't have to like do the craziest freaking like eight CD keys and like do all this crazy encryption stuff. And like, you have to have the disc in and everything. You're just like, if you download it and if you don't download it, then you don't have the game. You know what I mean? So yeah, no, it just, it just works. It's the it old, just, you yeah, know, it's exactly. the old Apple thing. Yeah, basically. it just works. So I, I can see why they're getting involved and I'm surprised everybody else isn't taking it as seriously. Mm-hmm. And what also will help too is, you know, it can, um, they can, offer publish other publishers a better deal than like say steam or something like, Hey, we'll give you more of the cut, you know, and the competition can only be good for mm, us yeah, the consumers. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So. Well, and then also it, I mean, someone pointed this out on the side today, it actually, it cuts out the middleman for them and EA there's probably for other publishers, it probably wouldn't be quite as prudent, but EA, EA has enough content where they could be their own console manufacturer if they wanted. You know what I mean? Like they could have their own, enough first-party titles mm-hmm. to right. have their own console if they really wanted to. Yeah, so if you download to. the Old Republic from them, I mean, that's all profit. Yeah, like, exactly. Mm-hmm. And they and don't so have to theory, deal through anybody else. They could cut the price a lot lower, too, if they wanted to. And But then they've right, got they've got Mass board. Effect. They've got, you know... Right, so they could do... Could, <laughs> you know, it's the same way yeah. that, that uh, Valve can do crazy sales on Steam. Yeah. You know, hopefully EA will take a you know take a page from that and just be like, all right, <laughs> Mass Effect 2 is two ninety nine today. My worry, my worry is that Activision is going to jump on this and other people are going to jump on this and then you're going to have like 20 different ones and like imagine if you could only get like Dr. Pepper from one grocery store you know and like the kind of cheese you like from like a different one you know what I mean like how awful that would be that's that whole net neutrality thing I mean that's what they're talking about with that whole thing Well, so the the one thing is like everybody's always just like you know also we're just talking about this now and that's cool we're just gonna (laughs) we're not gonna save this for later we're just doing it no no well the other thing is that like you know everybody's just like all right, well this this one's the iPod killer or this one's the Steam killer and I don't know I kind of feel like that that um Mindset never works out. It, well, it doesn't have to yeah. be either. Well, as yeah, long as they exactly. serve their content, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all profit. It, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, so. But but Jeff, you're right because I think we've talked about this before. And EA is nothing but. I mean, look, they got the Call of Duty killer. They've got the war, the World of Warcraft killer. Now they've got the Steam killer. Like, mm-hmm. they need to stop that shit. I mean, it's going to work <laughs> out for them because I mean they are EA and they're going to be all right. Yeah. But like 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 I think and even Eddie said this too. Once you're labeled as the something killer, you're probably not going to kill anything. You know, exactly. even Battlefield, it's going to it's going to be super successful. It's not going to be Call of Duty, right? You know? Yeah, it's starting I mean, to look but, like a B two kind of company with all this stuff. Just like, oh, look at look, look at what we got. You know, yeah. we're as good as the other guy. And I feel I like maybe internet. some other publishers. Yeah, I feel like some other publishers might jump into this, and it could damage them a lot if they don't do it right. 
Like, oh, I'm no. sitting here praying, like, please, Square Enix, don't do anything like this. That'll be the <laughs> well, interview. I, that would be the like, worst. Th- if, I feel like if we, if we could rank which publisher would probably have the worst <laughs> delivery, but it'd probably be Square no, no. Enix. Poor Them Square. Or, or THQ. <laughs> THQ, I could see Ubisoft having a pretty bad one. I could see THQ Ubisoft screwed up pretty has, good. like, always on DRM. Ubisoft would probably be, like, almost as bad as Square Enix. <laughs> but the thing we is, like, today yeah, that if THQ they log on. If they launch a uh, like seriously inferior stores, like apparently Adobe had an app store. Did anybody know that? Huh? No. Yeah. Did they get sued because they called it an app store? No, they closed it down because nobody bought anything from it. Oh, okay. They were like, no, they, don't even bother with them. They still have the thing where you can download their products digitally, right? It was just a separate store, right? I think so. Yeah. Like the whole Adobe Air thing, like the that that framework still exists, but there was some like store that. Right no one ever used. And I feel like that, that same thing would happen with all these publishers is that there'd be some store, it'd be like the Ubisoft store that has three games that no one would ever, ever yeah. use. You know who I'm surprised hasn't done their own version of this is Amazon, actually. Yeah. yeah. Of like a game store? Yeah, I'm actually really yeah. surprised they haven't that done they sort of tr- that. Like they sort of did like a weird one where you could buy games. Like I bought um, something through uh, Amazon that was an Xbox Live game. And what it did is they gave you just the, the code and you plugged it in on the Xbox. But that was like two years ago. Yeah. They, they closed it down. It was only around for like six months. But I'm, I also, mean, I'm surprised. I could be wrong, but doesn't game, GameStop own Impulse? Or has a share in it or something? Well, I don't is know. A, I know the same what stuff. I know the games. No, no, I have no idea what Impulse is. Uh, no, I think my brother uses that Impulse. The I think game. I, feel yeah. like Mitch, I, I feel like I've heard that. That sounds familiar. What What is uh, Impulse? If you go to ImpulseDriven.com, Impulse, Impulse it says GameStop Impulse. So, yes. <laughs> oh, wow. I guess they do. Yeah. Um, Impulse is made by the same company who made like Sins of a Solar Empire and. Uh, oh, okay. uh, fantasy game that came out recently that totally sucked and demigod um that's their digital delivery platform and i guess gamestop owns them now it's yeah i know gamestop um the ea ceo was saying that gamestop wants to get in on um delivery but which make only makes sense because they only deal in consoles at the moment um for the mo- or for the most part they most i've even do. heard that they're taking pre-orders and you can like get credit and then use that for digital download games later on really i really oh. feel like i saw that just tonight no no um, i saw that i saw that today as well so i'm backing yeah. up here yeah like you trade in a game and then like i want to use that to buy the old republic digitally so do you guys have a problem with something like origin then like do you have a problem no. having multiple well, competition is is fine i mean who says that steam can be the only one you know I mean, yeah but i yeah. i don't want to have to go to 30 different places right to right get as my long content. as exactly as long as there's not too many exclusives Exactly. Yeah. Well, but that's, that's why I was thing, encouraged EA... by EA was saying that they actually they still want theirs on Steam. Right. Yeah, they for still now, want, they want it. In a year they from want now, it everywhere. Are they going to? If 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 Origins is successful, I could so totally see EA pulling everything off Steam yeah. in like a year or two. Well, I just know from the the interview I read with him, he was saying that basically he views it as if they if they if if you've got someone that's super loyal to Steam and they won't come get Origin from us, then we then we lose a sale if we don't have it on Steam. And those yeah, people right. are and those exist are people and they are that. not it, they're not a small number, I would yeah. say. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. I feel kind of bad for EA sometimes cuz EA still is trying to beat down that rap that they had 10 years ago. Um, as being EA used to be what Activision is now. Yeah. Right. Um, totally. I mean, and I feel like they really have turned around. They still do some kind of goofy things, but um, 
it it's not on the level that it was yeah and so it's weird i feel like they're still yeah so they just need to figure out a way to bring value really is what it comes down to i do like okay well the 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 thing thing i think about is like so good old games has old you know classic stuff that's their niche that's how they compete right yeah um is there is there something EA could do that could be their their niche? I don't know. You know, the I mean, Steam, Steam, yeah, Old Republic, <laughs> the old Republic niche. Steam has Steam has crazy sales and bundles and shit like that. I don't know. They could, I, mean, I don't know. Do something with their DLC. You know, like any EA exclusive games that are on here, you you know get a discount on the DLC or yeah, something. Yeah, actually, you know, if they really wanted to, if they really really wanted to go for the throat, what they would what they could say is they could say. When you buy EA games through the Origin stores, you get free DLC. Yeah, yeah. that's what I yeah. was thinking. That, that would, would be it. huge. Or you don't have to get a pass to do that, online though? stuff. Would they ever offer free DLC if you go through the Origin store? Like, even if, that is a great. If setup, they're making, if they're making a hundred percent profit on their own store, like. Yeah, I think but it would depend on what the, like the how much of a cut, how much of a cut Valve takes from Steam. If it if it offsets that, then they might. Right. I guess that's true. I just can't see EA doing that for whatever reason. Because then, I, I mean, yeah. look at what games there would be, like Mass Effect 3, you know, um, Battlefield, things like that. You know, you get that DLC for free. You're like, oh, maybe I will switch over to Origins. Which so I they can get- do have a track record. I mean, they remember, like, for there is every once in a while, there's, like, free Mass Effect DLC. I mean, there's the pay stuff, too, but... There was that free DLC that you got to begin the game, you know. I mean, well, it, it was yeah. Well, what if it was like if you buy it from Origin, the the pass stuff is free or something like that, you well, know? See, the, or um, there isn't a pass, or the first THQ, two DLCs are free. THQ yeah. is doing something like that for um, uh, Saints Row Three. If you pre-order it from the THQ store, you get the first three <laughs> DLC packs free, and that's Wait, the kind of thing that I'm THQ scared of. You know, that's that's freaky. Because I'm like, I would never, I would never buy that game from them. Like, I don't have credit there. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I would never order it from you. I'm gonna go get it from Amazon or for GameStop. You know, but, but yeah. So they're giving the first like three DLC packs for free if you pre-order it from them. I read that they're gonna support uh, Saints Row the Third for a year with DLC. That's pretty cool. Hmm. So I read that tonight. That's pretty good. The Saints Row Two DLC was pretty good. I mean, Activision already has that kind of thing with Call of Duty Elite. I mean, you'll be getting the Modern Warfare packs for free. Yeah. So it seems like that's kind of where everyone's moving. All the publishers are moving. I mean, Rockstar did it with L.A. Noir. Um, the, yeah, the packs, that buy it all now and get it yeah. cheap. Yeah. Because I, 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 I like that more than... If that's where DLC's heading, I like that a lot more than what it used to be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, instead yeah. of all like the different transactions, just, you know what? Like, here's a pass. Because you own this game and you care about it. You right. can buy this one-time pass and just get all the content. And then which, for the people who are a little bit more casual about it, they might get the one that yeah, everybody exactly. says is good. Yeah. yeah. I well, like I mean, that's the whole kind it. of that's the whole subscription service. Like that's the whole thing of like why I like the music service that I use in Audio is because mm-hmm. instead of buying a song from iTunes, I just buy the service and then I can just stream all the songs as much as I want. You know what I mean? Like so, and I feel like that's a much better idea than just nickel and diming you all the time yeah and what i do is i actually sort of combine them both with with that i like the idea of being able to pick and choose random stuff that i wouldn't necessarily buy and then buying the stuff that i really love so i don't know how that would apply to games like eh, i guess it kind of works as far as dlc goes but 
I mean, that's what I did with Mass Effect 2. I pretty much ignored all the other DLC except for Shadow Broker. Mm-hmm. And um, what I forget the name of the last one. The very last one. Yeah. Your rival. Oh. Yeah. Your rival. Shadow Broker. God, look who's a, who's a Mass Effect nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony's pushing up his glasses. It was a rival, Eddie. <laughs> um, please, uh, you guys, it was totally a rival. I do think it's funny, though, that we were talking earlier about how, like, Activision, where, like, Activision is, like, this behemoth, like, monolithic, evil, like, new new EA company. And then everyone looks at Blizzard, and they're like, look at little cute Blizzard. And, like, <laughs> Blizzard <laughs> is the other half of Activision. Yeah. But they somehow still pull off, like, this three dudes in a garage feel. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, people look at Blizzard the way they look at Valve. Yeah, totally. You know, in the in the PC yeah, they have BlizzCon or whatever. I mean, there's no. Uh-huh. I mean, well, I guess the, what's coming up is having that Call of Duty Con or whatever. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, gonna, Call you know, of Duty Blizzcon EXP is a different thing, man. I mean, that's like a people like to be so devoted to your company that you have well, your own. Well, con. let me ask you this. Yeah. As much as you know, you may or may not like. Like, I like Call of Duty a lot. I would never go to a convention where there's other <laughs> Call of Duty players. Oh exactly. God! Exactly. That's, that seems like the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> yeah. But the thing Just is, ask trouble if you go to that. The thing you know is, how much is, it would smell? <laughs> <laughs> it smell like Cheetos and Mountain Dew. There's some. There's some dude listening to this that, that is going to the Call of Duty event and is really pissed <laughs> off at us right now. <laughs> we just lost at least one. But of if our he's listening to this, he's probably not the typical uh, <laughs> Call of Duty guy. Oh man! But no. But that's the weird thing. Is like I hate World of Warcraft, and I don't, you know, whatever. I don't want to get into it. But at the same time, I would, I would fucking love to go to BlizzCon because, like, they have they're gonna have like a live StarCraft tournament there, and I'm get to, I'm gonna get to see like Diablo three footage. Like, fuck yeah, that I would want be Diablo three so bad. Oh god, I do. Yeah, too. that's where they're gonna. I think at the Call of Duty thing, that's where they're going to unveil the multiplayer. You know, they're going to let people play it there and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, see, but that, that that to me just doesn't... It's not the same thing. Like oh, no, no, I wouldn't. No, no, I'll let the well, video... Well, it's the same thing as last year. Eh? 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 Shut up, Mitch. Uh, I like Fine. what you guys are saying about these jokes, but... <laughs> keep going. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we're bringing it back. He oh, cracked everything. himself up there. We're bringing all the, all the memes back. <laughs> That's Jeff play Mass Effect 2 Who would you guys do the Zod thing? <laughs> Who do you guys do the Zod nose from Superman 2? Alright, I think that means that's the end of that topic uh, <laughs> So we can. I'm going to go ahead and jump us into Bastion Because I know Anthony and Mitch are probably dying to talk about it So I will leave it at that yeah. You guys can fight for it No, Mitch, you cannot end it Last night you were saying that it's your forerunner for game of the year. <laughs> and then I changed that to front runner. I was drunk, okay. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry that I did that was, on Twitter, by the way. He was having was some like, Halo Reach regret. Yeah, he was like, you guys, this is my covenant for game of the year. <laughs> um now we okay, is right? my game of the year right now. Um I'm about to beat the new game plus and I never do that. Like usually when I beat a game and I like have the urge to play it again, I'll start and then five minutes later I'm like, Yeah, I can't do it. Uh, this one I've I've zoomed right through. It's the the narrator is great. It's it's not like cheesy or um, annoying in any way. Um, the way the story and the like the gameplay elements interact is like really really well done. Um, everything is explained through the story. So um, just the enemies, the the music is like oh it's so good. 
I oh, love man, that music. so much. The first time when you heard the uh, singer's song in Prosper mm-hmm. Bluff. Oh my oh, god! Man. I literally like just like sort of watched it for a minute, like oh, like like I could feel like I was like this. That's when the game like really like seduced me, and uh, had its way with me. And, uh, <laughs> I don't regret it at all. And you guys are making me want because I've only played the first like level or so, and I really like it, but it hasn't you know really grabbed me yet. Um, but it's I think the coolest thing about it is you know obviously the narrator, but one of the things Mitch posted about it is just it reminds you of games you used to play. Yeah. It's like you know the I mean? Secret of Mana or something. It's it, yeah, it's, it's very just, much like that. Yeah, that was something that the developers said throughout like the entire game's like development process was they wanted to remind you of the feeling that games used to give you when you played them when you were a kid. Like the first time you played FF Seven or something like that. Like they wanted you rem- to remind you of how that felt. And Bastion seriously um, is like pretty dead on to that. Like so, it just reminds me of sitting down in front of like the NES and playing like Legend of Zelda or something. So it's interesting that it can do that because. Um, you know, the Final Fantasy VII letters that uh, Kirk Hamilton and Lee Alexander wrote or whatever, Kirk Hamilton had never played Final Fantasy VII, but he was saying that, like, just its art style, like, made him feel nostalgic. Mm-hmm. So he's like, it wasn't that he had nostalgia for a game, you know, for the game, because that's what, you know, a lot of people is like, oh, well, you know, it's just nostalgia. But, like, there's, some, there's some, I think there can be, like, art styles or music or whatever that make you feel nostalgic about something, even though it's oh, yeah. something oh, new, d- you know? Definitely. And one of the other things about... um bastion is it's it, the the way the narrator talks and the music and just sort of the mood of the game and the story it tells it's very melancholy mm-hmm. and it but like i just i love it like it just the, the there's this sort of sadness that is tinged all around it and it just it makes me like the characters and just the whole world even more like i'm i want a sequel like right now and i would pay 60 dollars for it uh it's it's so good it's, yeah, it's also it's also like super like it's just it's just smart too like you think that the narration would like get kind of like stale by some point but the way it's so it's dynamic is how it's done so like if you fall off a ledge he'll be like and the kid falls to his death no i'm just kidding <laughs> and then yeah he's going from there or like when you when it introduces you to like some species of plan or something and you just start killing them all he's like he's killing all the stinkweeds like there's going to be a prize at the end it's just like yeah. so smart how it takes to what you're doing and just adapts it into the narration and, uh, and it's different when you play through this game now well no one time i was just starting i just started like beating stuff just because i was you know when i was still getting used to the mechanics and that's so why i was just beating everything and then it's all quiet and then the narrator just goes the kid raged for a while because yeah. <laughs> i was just beating stuff there was a uh, a part where you're like on this like sort of skiff boat that's just floating through the air or whatever and you're being attacked by enemies the first time i played it i fell off a lot and he said kid almost fell to his death about seven or eight times the second time on new game plus i didn't fall at all and he was like you know how many times the kid almost fell to his death not very many that time <laughs> and i'm just like oh he said something different on my on my second playthrough because i i played it differently um so it's just it's brilliant like oh it's so good like i cannot recommend this game enough i mean and it's it's I don't know how many hours it's taken me to beat, but it feels like a long, like it feel for fi- even for fifteen dollars, it feels like I've played it for about four or five, six hours. It's interesting. Yeah, I definitely say that's about right. For some reason, like uh, when I think about it, I and even when I was playing it, um, I kind of put it up on the same level. Even though I think that this other game is overrated, um, I think Braid was one of those games. Like I think I think Braid is good, but I think it's overrated. Um, mm-hmm. I think the writing is overrated. Yeah, but it yeah. but Braid and Limbo and Bastion kind of fit in that same spot to me of games that have this kind of dark 
sadness to them, but are very clever yeah. and well done. And so it's just interesting that you have these downloadable titles that have done that in the last few years, that some of these more memorable experiences have come out of just these kind of small games. I just think it's, I just, it's really cool. And it's, yeah, you know, it's one of the reasons that people are abandoning, not to jump into this conversation too early, but games like that are some of the reasons that people are abandoning um, console development or handheld development is that you can do these things and have a, a delivery system for them. Right. Well, like, I, I feel the I reason feel like for there's... that is like it's easier to condense like a small meaningful experience into like a four hour game when you're not trying to like pack some sort of bloated thing with multiplayer in it for six dollars. Like right. I think yeah. part of the part of the reason like people try to make their games so big that they end up forgetting like to add that, I don't know, for lack of a better term, human element that makes you connect to your game in a meaningful way and they just end up making like a Michael Bay movie. Yeah, like Bastion has like it has soul. And mm-hmm. there's there's um I feel like there's a message in it. I don't necessarily know what it is. Um but I feel like there like there's a point to everything. They're trying to say something with this game. You know, we all need our own personal there. narrator. That's what the message is. We gotta get we gotta get a, we gotta get Morgan Freeman to follow us around during the day, and then he went and shopped for groceries. And I then do it Jeff in my head all day beer. anyway. Jeez. And then he drank another beer. And then he drank another beer. <laughs> Wait, and then <laughs> Anthony did another podcast. Looked at the wall for a while and contemplated his life. <laughs> <laughs> for my entire life, people have enjoyed the sound of my voice. <laughs> and then a girl walked past, and she had boobs. And that was 15 minutes. Right. <laughs> Saw them, and he said that they were good. <laughs> anyway, back to Bastion. <laughs> yes. Um, well, no, no, so and what's funny about Bastion, real, well, the last thing I'll say on it, is it's like 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 you were talking about with um, Limbo and Braid, it's kind of a dark game, but it's not dark and it's like the the colors, you know what I mean? Like Limbo yeah. is like a dark game because it looks dark and it also it is, it is dark. But this yeah. is... Like it's not, I don't mean it's like dark and like it's like gruesome or anything like that, but like just the story it's kind of telling, like I said, because it's sort of melancholy and everything. It is a little darker than it looks, and but it has this bright atmosphere that draws you in. But then you know the story draws you in even further with you know its like depth and stuff like that. I was actually surprised at how melancholy it was when I started playing it because I, I actually when you posted about it, I actually never watched the clip. You <laughs> um, fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Man. I actually never I felt watched so good about finding out about this game too. Well, yeah, and that was the thing is like I never watched the clip, and then I kept hearing people talking about Bastion, and then I was kind of like, well, I I actually don't want to watch anything now, yeah, because it was like I kind of just want to see what the narrator's like, you know. And for some reason, I I when everyone kept talking about it having a narrator, I kept expecting like a Stephen Fry kind of right. little, big little big planet kind of thing. Like I seriously, that's mm-hmm. that's what I thought in my head the entire time. And so when the game started up, and it was actually like really melancholy, I was surprised. Uh, yeah, yeah, one of the reviews I read kind of compared him to Tom Waits, which I can totally see. Anybody, uh, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I don't think anybody else here listens to Tom Waits, but he's awesome. I am familiar with him, slightly. I am not, so that comparison is lost on me. You are Canadian. <laughs> what we have up here is uh, the, the uh, Native American throat yeller and uh, the boots. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it, it is interesting how you're saying, like, it seems like, downloadable titles, shorter games are able to, to pack that kind of emotional punch that you don't get in the more AAA massive game. It seems like all the, the commenters and all the, the public uh, opinion is that every game should be 100 hours long and have an open world and have, you know, 
I feel like that. I, I feel like that's automatically soulless. Yeah. Have you automatically? Have you heard about this game called um, Papo and Yo? No. Oh, that's the one. Is that the one about the uh, the abusive father? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a game inspired by this guy's alcoholic father, uh, who was addicted to lots of things, and it's about a monster that you take care of, um, and the monster like will sometimes go and like eat these frogs or something. I'm I'm sort of talking out of my ass here. I'm not really too sure. And when he eats them, he gets angry and he turns into a flaming version of himself, and he goes crazy. And you have to sort of keep him from, you know, causing damage to things. Yeah, sounds and fascinating. Inspired- yeah, well, I, think, like, I think the way that, you beat, I think the way that you beat like puzzles and enemies is you have to give the monster the frog. So to get past the game, you have to feed the monster's addiction. I think that that's yeah. the trade. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think you're right or something. I don't know a lot of the details, so you're you're probably right. But but that's something inspired by like you know something this guy's trying to say, you know, and like that's that's what more games need instead of just being like well you know we need a shooter and it needs to be set on mars and you know or whatever like the <laughs> things that are put together like in marketing and stuff you know that's why like, like bioshock like infinite journey. you know and um yeah like journey and like bioshock infinite and like um you know just there, there's a couple of games out there that are like these were brought forth by like a spark that someone has you know and see that's the thing i feel like bioshock infinite is one of very few triple a games that has a cha- serious chance of having a, a major right. emotional punch. No, I I watched. I finally watched that twenty minutes of gameplay the other day, and I was blown away by it. The the the, the gameplay that they had uh, that they had showed at E three. I hadn't watched it until just the other day, and I was I was seriously sat there. Nobody my, saw it till today. Yeah, but like my jaw dropped during most of it. Yeah. I was like, this game is going to be insane, and on multiple levels. Um, yeah, the, everything, and, everything yeah. everybody was saying about it after E3, like I saw all of that, like the way the Songbird and Elizabeth interacted, and yeah. like the relationship, I got all of that from the video. Like that's how good that uh, or Ken Levine is at portraying emotion in games. Yeah, and well, there's another game that um, Jeff and Nick, you got. I don't know if you guys have. Maybe you guys talked to me. It's the, it was a Swords and Sorcery that's on. Is it oh, only yeah. on iPad or is yeah, it on iPhone it's an iPad, also? IPhone. It's called uh, what is it? Sorcery. Swords, sorcery. Swords and Sorcery. Yeah. Sorcery. Yeah. Yeah. That that's a game that I hear is incredible, and I only played through the first mission of that, so I haven't ever finished it. But yeah, no, it's. I think the big deal about that one is that it's more about the music and the atmosphere. The and music not and the atmosphere, and you're in this fantasy world. But then also, as you um, as you go through the game, whereas in most RPGs you get stronger, and this one you get weaker, because it was like if you actually did have to like go through all this stuff and keep fighting and keep fighting and keep fighting, you would actually just like like you would get pretty weak. <laughs> um, and so that's the idea behind the game is that instead of getting a level up, you actually lose health and stats as you right. go through the game. So it makes the lat like. The- like the last boss fight really harrowing because uh, it's like nice. it's like John McClane and Die Hard where he's all beaten up by the time he gets to, I need you to know. Play, I need to play more of that because I literally I really only played like the very first thing when you get the um the first artifact or whatever it is that sounds cool like yeah. I didn't yeah I just I stopped playing iPhone games for a while I, I was I was really big into them for <gasps> <laughs> yeah I know right I mean we had an right? iPhone segment for you. Uh, no, I, I mean, I was I was just do, playing like nothing but iPhone games for maybe like two months. I don't mm-hmm. I remember, but uh, yeah, I a little burnout. Eh, maybe a little bit. 
I don't know. I, there was other stuff I ended up wanting to focus on. I, I think part of it was that like some good games came out on console, and I, I, I wanted to spend my time on those. I, I kind of try and like not spend too much time every day. Like I try, I try and manage how much I spend on on video games and TV and books and stuff like that. So that's part of it. I really want like hearing you guys talk about Bastion makes me want to play it more. I played the demo and I thought it was cool, but it it didn't grab me enough that I had to buy it right then. I basically kind of said, all right, I'll buy this after I finish a few more things and clear out some more of my backlog. It sounds like there's a point in the game where it flips, because I kind of feel the same way about it right now. But it sounds like there's a point in the game where it flips on you. Right. Well, so part of it is that my... Prosper Bluff. I'm I'm, I'm willing to get, like, part of the reason I'm willing to buy it is because I remember how it was with Limbo's demo, how I was not impressed with the demo. And that actual game was fan-fucking-tastic. So... (laughs) Yeah, I just bought it right now. Yeah. <laughs> while, while I love like listening. We're the best. Like we sell everybody else on everything in this podcast. Someone should pay us. How many podcasts has it been where somebody says like, "I just bought it"? <laughs> a lot of three. I think the Limbo podcast. Like we went on and bought it, and then the Humble Indie Bundle. You bought that when we were talking about it. Yeah. I bought the potato sack or whatever it was when we yeah, were right. That's what I, that's what I meant. The potato sack. Yeah. The there's humble there's indie another Humble Indie Bundle. Yeah, that's yeah, why I got like half the games in it, I think. So uh, this kind of dovetails into what I wanted to talk about next, which was the the Nintendo 3DS um, price drop because people are throwing out all kinds of stuff. And obviously it's not going to be any one thing, but one thing that people keep talking about, and I still don't know how true this is, but it is the idea that people like publishers don't want to develop for handhelds quite as much <laughs> as they as they used to because you've got because someone would rather be the next angry birds than the next you know whatever you yeah, know what i mean like, yeah exactly right. someone would rather be the next angry birds than the next nintendo cuz those guys are swimming in money right now um i think there's going to be a damn movie yeah there is <laughs> yeah they, he basically said we're going to ride this fucker until it's dead yeah <laughs> so um, and he literally said that. I was like, I think you're going to be in for a shock. Yeah. Because it's going to come sooner than you think. <laughs> yeah. So so that's one of the reasons that people are kind of postulating why the 3DS um, just has done so poorly. And I guess for anyone that didn't know, you probably will know by the time this podcast has come out. Uh, but the yeah. 3DS is doing a price drop down to 169 169 They're dropping at $80. Which is crazy to do in just the first four months that it's been out. Oh, I didn't realize yeah. it hadn't even been that long. Yeah, it hasn't even been out six months yet. Um, and they're doing a price drop, and there's, there's, is that the fastest price drop in console history? Yes. And Nintendo That's, also had the record for the longest wait to price drop with the Wii, right. I think. <laughs> so they're back to back. There's back several problems. They, you know, they haven't given anybody a reason to buy it. There's, I mean, well, the big first must buy game is Zelda. And that's as not, far as I know, it'll probably melt my eyes if I play it. Yeah, exactly. It hurts my <laughs> eyes when I play it. Um, and it was way too expensive. They went off the E3 reaction, and they were like, they probably bumped up the price like an extra hundred, eight, you know, maybe eighty dollars or something like that. And maybe this is the price it was originally going to be. Yeah. You know, I, I also don't think like, that the Wii U I is going to be like five ninety nine. I don't like it when things are in three D. I, I prefer everything to be two dimensional. I think I think this is I think it's just yeah I think that's another thing about it is that the the public just is not as fascinated with 3D as as technology companies want them to be um, I think it's part of the problem um, I think another part of the problem is the is the 
the PlayStation Vita because that thing came out, uh, or didn't come out, but like they came out with the price, and it's the same as the 3DS and does way more. Right. Um, yeah, and, that's, and Nintendo was like, "Well, we're gonna have to preempt that." Yeah, and then you know, as much as as much as I still don't think that iPhone games can compare with like you know, I I, I don't want to call them legit games, but I don't have a better word. But you know what I mean, like real games. <laughs> but you know what I mean as much they, as I they, don't, they don't they don't feel like the same thing they, yeah they, they don't just feel like don't yeah feel like the same thing. yeah they just don't um they yeah. feel like their iPhone for your phone but at the same time those do play a factor too because like I was saw, I saw one tweet where someone was like I heard about I forget what game it was but he was like I heard about such and such a game on Twitter on my phone and then I went to the store app store and bought it on my phone and then I played it on my phone and then I'm doing this tweet about it right now on my phone that's why the 3DS has to drop to $170. Yep. That's smart. That's <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I think I think part of it is that like iPhone games are perfect for casual stuff and maybe a little bit more like Infinity Blade I would sit and play for like 2 hours. Yeah. But the tactic, I, Final Fantasy Tactics is coming out, and that's going to be so bad that it's on my phone. God. Like, you don't yeah, understand. I, I'm going to take hour-long poop breaks at work <laughs> because I'm going to be playing Final Fantasy Tactics. I'm serious. But, but I think there's still, like, an upper Why limit. Why are you eating x lax <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's still an upper limit because it's, it's still a phone that doesn't have actual buttons, and it's not technically... Like, I think there are some benefits yeah. to having actual controls and stuff that's designed for playing games. Right. Yeah, I tried to play um, on our family vacation. Uh, Jen's cousins, all of them had, um, all of them had eye touches, which is weird. That like, because you know they're like six and nine and twelve, and they've got eye touches and they're just yeah. playing on them. Um, I don't know why it weirded me out, but it did. Um, but one of them was showing me the because the Call of Duty Nazi Zombies thing you can get from the App Store. And I was trying to play it, and I felt like the old person trying to play a video game, but it just didn't work without like analog right. sticks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And of course, that little bastard can probably sit there and boom, 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 oh, boom, yeah, boom. Exactly. Which one was the nine or the twelve-year-old? It was a twelve-year. No, it was the no. It, there was an older one that's eighteen. It's probably oh, okay. when he first played it, though. That's part of it. I'm yeah. guessing. Um, like I, I, I'm sure that for for kids that that's the first way that they play a game. That's absolutely perfectly natural. You know, yeah, yeah. So it's it's really interesting. So my question, oh, we for the future. <laughs> my question, and this is what me and Nick had talked about maybe doing is like an either or question for the game tonight. But we're doing a different game. But um, my question is, if you're Sony, are you excited that the 3DS is hitting on hard times, or are you worried that people are just not interested in handhelds at all, and that's why this has happened? I think you're probably slightly delusional and think everybody will love yours anyway. Because <laughs> you're so. I think they're. I think a little bit of both. <laughs> That's what I, I think. think. They're probably like, yes, of course, Nintendo. You know, is, you know, stupid. Because one of the other things too about the 3DS is, other than the fact that it's got 3D, it's just a more powerful DS. When there's no games. <laughs> oh yeah, when there, and there's no games. But I mean, even yeah. before there's no games, there's just like it's basically they needed to put out another DS and they th- use the 3D as a gimmick. Yeah. And the the Vita is like. I mean, it's, it does a lot. I mean, it, it, it is definitely an upgrade from the PSP, and it's it's easily visible. Yeah. Um, if you take away the 3D, you can't really tell the difference between the 3DS and the 3 other than the graphics, you know? Yeah. Right. Um, but you can instantly tell the difference between a PSP and a, and a PS Vita. Um, so I think Sony feels like a little bit like, well, we might do a little bit better than they did, but at the same time, we're probably fucked too. <laughs> 
<laughs> and also, Metal but, I mean, Gear they Solid have to. 3DS got delayed till next year. If you guys yeah. see that, yeah, yeah, yeah. They can't so just even less like, of a reason. They can't just seed the market. You know what I mean? They have to like try and do something. And short of doing a PlayStation phone, which I shudder to think if Sony ever got involved in the phone business or whatever, like <laughs> all the hacking that would go on there. Sony Ericsson. Um, yeah, they do have a phone. No, yeah, no, have... but I mean like a PlayStation like phone. Where, you know what okay. I mean? Like like a, a, a gaming. You know, like an iPhone type thing of. I'm just there is a whatever prototype, was, right, of a PlayStation phone. Yeah, there was yeah. some prototype they did. Yeah, but um, I I think Sony probably they got to do something. They can't just let Nintendo and iPhone have the market. You know, that's hard though, man. It's hard to compete with a device that is always in your pocket. Yeah, yeah, right? that's hard. I mean, there there are obviously some people that would carry around a, a DS or a Vita all the time. Um, but I'm not those people. <laughs> yeah. See, I don't I'm, think I mean, most people I play are those my people. DS at home, so because I don't, I drive. I don't have to, you know, take a bus anywhere. Or anything. Right. Right. So I mean, if I got a iPhone, I would do most of my iPhone gaming probably at home, the same yeah. way I do everything else. You know, so it wouldn't. Or or at work on breaks. Stuff yeah, like or that. at work on the toilet. Trust me, um, <laughs> that would happen. I got no games on my phone right now, and it's very lonely. Yeah, I'm worried. Texting. I'm worried about what's going to happen when Tactics comes out because I'm going to want to play it so much, and the fact that you can just pause it and save whenever. Right. That's you know. good because that was a tough part of that game. Yeah, it really. You was. know, there, there are so many games. Like there, there are definitely games that I would have played more if I if I had the option of just like closing it down and coming back. Like if I uh, could do that with what was it? Is it Valkyria Chronicles? I can, yes. Which one? Yes. Yeah. Yes, that is the one you're. I talking stopped about. playing that game halfway through because of that. That's I sold it back. I sold it back because you of that. You didn't save during battles, could you? No, no. And oh, the battles were oh, three hours long at some no, point. Yeah, and if you and if you screwed up the battle, you'd have to play through the whole fucking thing again. Yeah, and even that's if you just, won the battle, you had to just, through that scene that's first that. before you could get it, to the save. It, it sucked because it was a it was a, it was fun a great game. game. Yeah, like mm-hmm. and I played the first like oh third of it and loved it. It just started getting to the point where I just could not devote that amount of time to what, like not being able to leave the console. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, it's 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 interesting. I mean, I don't know if you guys have anything else to say about the 3DS or if we should move on to the game, but it's, it's just shocking. Like, yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know. I kind of feel like I didn't think I, they'd actually I had do already. It. Yeah. I felt. I feel like I had already forgotten it even existed. You know, I'm just like, what? The there's still a 3DS. Oh, right. Is it fair to call it a failure at this point? Uh, it's not no. because people are kind of throwing that, that out, and I don't. I feel like it's too soon it's still too soon because people call the PlayStation Three a failure, and yeah. now look at it. So I mean, you right. can't say that they think it's going to overtake like crazy this year. Actually, too. yeah, right. So, you know, but at the same time, it is hard for me to see like because the PS3 isn't built on a gimmick; it's yeah. built yeah. on really solid hardware. It's it's a little hard for me to see uh, the. The DS doing the same, uh, 3DS doing the same thing while it's built on a gimmick and while smartphones still exist and is like the biggest growing market ever. Like And here, like, and also something else too that I was reading today is another thing is that um, the one, like they're not, there's hardly any third party games. Because remember that, that was like the big thing they were touting, like look at all this third party support we have. Yeah, they had a montage of just third-party developers, but they they still have they still aren't seeing it. Which one? Okay, when when are third parties just going to be like screw you, Nintendo? We're out <laughs> because at some point it's got to happen because they've had a terrible history with third-party um, developers. But then also since the um, SNES, yeah, well, they always are, was, third parties are always big on the handhelds. 
Yeah. But not the 3DS for some reason, it seemed. Well, um, not so far. It's only been out for four months. Yeah. You know. well, but one of the things I was reading was that someone in Nintendo, I forget who it was, but someone in Nintendo was saying that they're not requiring or really encouraging them to use the 3D option. Yeah, them to use the 3D to use the 3D aspect of it because they, they, they feel like they feel like oh well we just want anyone to be able to play it with or without 3D but then I'm like that's there there's a problem right there because the DS really started flying when people started taking advantage of all the things it could do right so screen and everything right yeah yeah, yeah. um and so if elite beat agents <laughs> yeah yeah ten dogs yeah so it's and, like um, can the 3DS really succeed if that's when Mario Kart and Mario awesome. come out, then they'll start selling a lot more. And you know what? And at $170, I'm tempted even. <laughs> the 3DS I'm surprised is going to sell well. I'm surprised it didn't just drop down to 200 Yeah, it's weird that they went that. 170 The 3DS is going to sell a lot, but it's not going to do as well as the DS. Yeah. And as long as Nintendo comes through us with that and we all realize that, then, you know, if, if you consider if it has to be the DS to be a failure, then it's going to be a failure. I mean, yeah. if it has to be the yeah. DS to be a success, then it's going to be a failure. Yeah, I agree Not gonna with that. The so. thing is, I really think Nintendo was convinced that this thing was going to be huge. Because that's why you don't set your price points and get your things from the nerd. <laughs> well, I also, I also feel like a lot of the... Loves you. I, I kind of feel like a lot of the, the tech industry has, like, blinders on when it comes to 3D. They're like, 3D will save the industry. You know, 3D will save uh, movies and TVs and everything because everybody loves it. And it turns out that I don't know a single person with a 3D TV. Well, and even with it, and that's the thing is that what Nintendo was gambling on was like, oh, 3D could be good, but people just hate the glasses. Nintendo was gambling on the fact that without glasses, people will be excited about 3D, but that's that's not the case. After playing the 3DS and GameStop, I love those fucking glasses because I don't get a goddamn (laughs) headache that makes me want to kill myself. Five minutes of Street Fighter and I was ready to die. I'm, I'm seeing more and more news stories about like, People stopping going to 3D movies. How like 3D movies are actually losing money for for some like either for the theaters or yeah, it's more uh, expensive it's, to operate than yeah. I think it's for the theaters. Theaters are losing money on on oh, yeah. 3D. Well, when I went to see Harry Potter, uh, that somebody else bought the tickets, and then they were like, we got there, and they were like, oh, it's not 3D, and I was like, good. good. <laughs> I'm like, I'm glad. Well, so, He's like, you know, I meant to buy 3D, and I'm glad he made a mistake. <laughs> Yeah. Well, no. It's just like uh, Ebert always makes the point that every movie in 3D is automatically going to be darker because of the way mm-hmm. uh, something about the way the projector is set up. Well, and because you're wearing glasses. And because you're wearing glasses, and the Harry Potter movies are already so fucking dark. So dark, especially <laughs> yeah. seven. Seven was yeah. re- seven two was really dark. Like seriously, the only movie I've seen in 3D that I was Avatar. That Avatar was, it. was and brilliant the old, in 3D, but you it know what? really I saw, was. I saw Tron Legacy in 3D. That's the only one that I've seen in 3D. And it was, you know, the, that, the effects were That decent. could have been good. I, pretty good. I could yeah. see that I could see being that. good. The only movies I'm going to see in 3D are when they re-release Star Wars in 3D and then when Avatar 2 comes out. And <laughs> until then, just keep it uh, keep it to yourself. Right. Well, you know? uh, yeah. The reason I really liked Avatar's 3D because it was very subtle. It was like yeah, it was just subtle levels of like like there was three or four different planes in yeah. the shot. And yes. that was really, that was a good subtle 3d, but people don't do that. They do ah, in your face. I'm a 3d thing. Yeah. Like, well, they're, they're filming the Hobbit in 3d, right? It makes you I don't less know. likely to like look away from the screen. Well, no, I, I, I was just thinking yeah. like the next like big movie that I think I could actually be willing to watch 
is are the Hobbit movies. Yeah, I'd be willing yeah, to do yeah, that. I could 3D. maybe. Yeah, no, I'll do I do those in in 3D. What I was saying is like with the, like with the glasses and just the way Avatar was and how it's like I felt like completely disconnected from the real world and I felt like I was yeah. on Pandora. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, I totally like, agree with you. Yeah, it was just it was I don't I don't know what it was, but that was just that was really special. So yeah. basically, I, I don't know if a, a handheld console could ever pull that off. Ever. Right, the screen's too small. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, because all you have to do is glance like three things, you know, three inches to your left, and all of a sudden you see the whole world's there. You know, yeah, it's tough. You know, some guy in the bus touching himself. <laughs> and also, then what you're I was like, Eddie, say... we can never take you anywhere. Why do you do this? <laughs> I was gonna say because oh. Mitch was like, I'm surprised it wasn't just two hundred dollars. I feel like a company that's like, all right, let's make a price cut, cuts it to two hundred dollars. I feel like a company that's like, all right, we have to be fucking aggressive, and we need, we need to do something, <laughs> right. or we're in trouble. Cuts. They must have been freaked back. Three they must have been freaked out, man. That's, 170 is low. That's, well, no, that's that's yeah. why I'm saying I'm surprised because it's obvious that they were freaked out when they went to 170 yeah. bucks. They must have. They must have really like in their financials. They must have really like pinned a lot of hopes on that. Well, aren't <laughs> well, they, they aren't they, they lost, now losing money on every 3ds? Yeah. 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 Well, they lost they lost 300 million this last quarter. Yeah. I mean, just in this last quarter, they lost it. I mean, it's crazy to me that they thought it was going to be as big. <laughs> it wasn't I, I think the reason they went to 170 is because they were like, if we go to 200, we're just going to have to come back three months and go back to 170. So let's just do it all in one shot now. Yeah. Because right. that would be even more embarrassing if they were like, well, we're cutting the price again. No, it, it, the whole thing reminds me of when the GameCube dropped to 99. Mm-hmm. Um, when it went. And sell. then it sold like, it sold like crazy. <laughs> yeah, 99 is a. Sweet spot for that, yeah. I feel like I don't care what your product is. Ninety nine dollars. People are like, eh, I might buy one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, exactly. There, there's some prices where I'm just like, yeah, it looks like a it. lunchbox. I'll still buy it. Yeah, <laughs> like when the, like the Kindle's like a hundred and nineteen dollars now. If you buy like the ad supporting one, I'm like, I don't read that many books, but it's only a hundred nineteen dollars. <laughs> I'm like, that's kind of good. Chad Warden wipes his ass with a hundred and nineteen dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Game time. Okay, so this week we are going to play Over Under, everybody's favorite game, because we only get to play it a few times a year. Um, <laughs> no, it's I the mean, one it, we want to play the most. It's yeah, and every I time, know. every time yeah. it's like, so when are we going to play Over Under again? If we played play? it every week, that would mean that there were too many games. <laughs> that's true. That's true. There already we are. Might have to play it, we might have to play it every week when November rolls around, but you know. Yeah. Yes, we probably will. But uh, so for this one, we're going to go up to the endish of September, I think. If we um, already know Skyrim, hundred percent. Like that's just <laughs> going to happen. I'm, I'm going to give it five hundred. One hundred percent. Over or under a million? Over <laughs> easily. Okay, so. <laughs> How many hours will Jeff play? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How yeah. many hours I play is how was the percentage. Okay, so we're going to start off uh, with August. Our August game is going to be uh, Deus Ex uh, 2 Human Revolution. So I looked it up, and the original Deus Ex got a 90, but this was a really long time ago, and game journalism wasn't quite what it is now, where like, everybody's reviewing it. Uh, and then there's been other games in the in the genre that have been in that that uh, world or whatever, but they've been made by different people, and I don't really know who's connected with everything. So I kind of just picked a number. I was just like, eh, we'll, we'll just go with this. So Deus Ex, Human Revolution, over or under 87? Start with Eddie. Under. Mitch. 
push. Jeff. Under. Anthony. I come from the land down under. Okay, what uh what are we what are we thinking here, Eddie? Under what? Uh I'm gonna say eighty. I don't I we did our fun or shun thing the other day. Mm-hmm. And I I just don't think this game is gonna be as good as people think some people think it's gonna be. I I want it to be because I really like the idea behind it. I just don't think it is. Okay. Okay. Jeff, what is your score? 83. And yeah, basically same things Eddie is saying that, well, I think part of it is that, uh, you know, I was reading comments and people were talking about how some of the game mechanics are changed. Like, isn't it that one of the things people love about Deus Ex is that you could stealth through the entire game and not kill anyone, mm-hmm. not, not even bosses. And you could finish the game that way. And apparently there are going to be like required kills in the new one. And some of the purists were just like, oh no, that's. There's required kills in Deus Ex. There's two people you have to kill. Okay. Right. Okay. Anyway, uh, I got the impression there's, that, you know, people. Spoiler. That's uh, people, people are concerned that it's going to be, you know, too modern and, and not, you know, less Deus Ex and more shooter that we're used to it it does suck because whatever trailer there was made it look cool and it made it sound like the world building was going to be cool i don't know maybe it'll be one of those games that'll be worth picking up like used on sale anthony uh i'm gonna say 76 whoa why is it gonna be the worst game ever made (laughs) um because it's going out on the 3ds i'm playing (laughs) It's because I saw some previews um, from E3, and some people were not impressed with it, and I think that's going to carry over into the review scores. Okay. Is there anything else you wanted to say? Um, no, that's it. I just I feel like people are starting to turn on it, and the first one is so beloved that um, it's, it's it's coming out of the gate. People are going to like it. And also, it's Square Enix, so of course it's not going to be any fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> So, Mitch, jokes, you, you agree with me that it's going to be... Because you're the only one everyone else thinks I was so wrong on this. So, 87, Mitch, back me up. Yeah, I'm, I'm backing you up, Nick. Um, as much as the game is revered by the by like the fan base, like they're not, at the end of the day, the people who are reviewing it. So whatever they think about it doesn't really matter. I mean, reviewers will probably find a reason to give it a 9 just because it came out and it runs on various systems. <laughs> <laughs> So I think sure, I, no, I think that's exactly it. Yeah, Go yeah. Ahead. I'm sure. I'm sure that they'll find some some reason to dock it a few points. Like maybe, like I don't know. Maybe it'll be a little too simplistic for some people's taste, or maybe it won't. I don't know. Maybe it won't be DSX enough, but it'll still be fairly solid. I mean, for everything I've seen looks pretty good. I mean, certain things are a little weird, like the highlighting of objects, but you can turn that off. And uh, to be to be honest, I've been avoiding most of the media on this, so I don't really have. Too strong of an idea so what it looks like right now. Gut feeling, yeah. Yeah, it's it's more of a gut feeling, you know. I haven't really heard anything negative about it recently, and I watched a live action trailer a few days ago that like, pretty, it it got to me. So, I'm feeling like this could be could be a okay. decent game. At an 87 is decent. Yeah, 87 and like 87. 87's pretty good, you guys. I'd say even 75 is is like worth playing if you can get it cheap. 75 on a like Metacritic? That's... 77, 70. Yeah. That hooker's not the best, but I got her cheap. It's worth it. 
<laughs> no, seriously. Like, I, I think there are games where if you can get them on sale or, or uh, well, yeah, and it, and it depends on the game, you know, with enough credit. Like, yeah, if it's a like you know a Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance type game and it got a seventy five, yeah, I'll play yeah, that. No, I would yeah. totally, I would totally play that. Yes, I totally yeah. agree with you on that. But I don't know. So I feel it, like with with the way you guys, what if I got Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance? We played it over Gamer Sushi Weekend. That would be amazing. <laughs> By the way, we're having Gamer Sushi Weekend where all these guys are coming here and we're going to hang out. It's going to be awesome. That's right. That's true. That is going to happen. So, like, the other thing I was thinking, I feel like what's going to happen with with, uh, the new DSX is that it's going to come out, it's going to kind of land with a thud, and people are going to forget about it, like, three weeks later. I think think that's what's going to happen. I agree. well, because, uh, because, uh, yeah, because, well, because big games are going to come out, like, two weeks later, so... Yeah, I mean that that's the thing. Like when I Space Marine, which is hitting like a week before Gears of War, like that's gonna drop off the charts before you can say Marcus Phoenix. <laughs> well, another thing too is that when Deus Ex came out, like the whole stealth mechanic thing was wasn't a big deal, but now everybody's just kinda like, Oh, we'll just put a stealth mechanic in this Angry Birds game. Like everything <laughs> like there's a stealth me- like you know what I mean, like everyone's used to it now, so Okay, so listen, let me just be honest for a second. I was gonna give this game an eighty four but really, uh, it was just hopeful wishing. That's why I bumped it to an 87. So I yeah. do have to admit that. Like, I don't, I don't think it's going to get above 90. I don't think that's a possibility at all. But 87, I think, is pretty Yeah, pretty it's, it's actually pretty hard for any game to get above a 90. I mean, that's like, you've got to be really, really Unless it's good. made by, like... First party Nintendo or Valve. You, you yes. have to. Yes. You have to be Rockstar to get a game to come out like yeah. that. Yeah. I still kind of want to play it. Like, I, I hope. I hope I can get it from Redbox for like two dollars because that'd be awesome. I would <laughs> love for this game to be good because yeah. I want to play it. I want know? it to be good. I mean, like, every, like that's the thing is <laughs> when I watch live when I watch gameplay as opposed to screenshots, I just feel like it screenshots better than it. Look, I just feel plays. like I want it to be good so bad that it's not going to be. Yeah, I, I, uh, I mean, hope I it is good. It's like no, it's not because I want it to be good. Part of me almost wishes that like it gets reviewed like okay, and everyone forgets about it, but secretly it was actually really freaking good. Like one of those games. One yeah. of those games would be. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. You know what, guys? Redbox is getting it. <laughs> <laughs> no, like what was the game you were telling me about, Eddie? That was like. Uh, how, what was it? That one that was like Alan Wake. Oh, uh, uh, Deadly Premonition. Yes. The the game is supposed to be like terrible, but like in a really fun way. And now people are actually starting to really like it. And it's because yeah, it has I, like a cult following now. People keep Every saying it's like really fun. Loves it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, you know that that's kind of like uh, honestly, Singularity is is kind of I, I it, the the graphics aren't great, but it's kind of uh, giving me the a little bit of a Bioshock feel. Hmm. Like, I, I actually just played Fear 3, and, and the Fear games are sort of sold as horror games, but those that are, was Those not, are Jeff's Assassin's Creed. They're not. I don't like them that much. <laughs> um, My friend played it. He liked it a lot. It, no, it was fun. I played the whole thing in co I played the whole thing in co-op, and it was worth you know playing because I got it for 30 cents. But uh, <laughs> it wasn't scary at all. And just like the first hour of Singularity, I actually didn't realize Singularity was a horror game, kind of. It kind of creeped me out. So I, th- I feel like there are games that like come out, everybody forgets about them, you sort of discover them later, and because you have such low expectations, you're like, 
yeah, yeah. sure, why not? You know, and I feel like that's easy for a game that comes out right before every giant fucking game coming out this fall. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to the next game. Uh, the next game is coming out uh, early September, and it is Resistance Three. Now I looked it up, and Resistance One got an eighty-six, and Resistance Two got an eighty-seven. So Resistance Three, really- what? <laughs> I was just saying, that seems really high to me. Yeah, it seems high for the first one. The second one I heard was really good. Yeah, I don't know. I, I enjoyed both of them, um, so I'm, that, that seems about right to me. You guys totally interrupted what I was about to do, because 86 is 7. Okay. You're going to do 88, 88 yeah. So over under, <laughs> Resistance 3, over under 88. We're starting out with Mitch. Under. Jeff. What is a resistance? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, really not know? Come Jeff on. is not. I, I'm aware it is a game. Okay. It's a first-person shooter with aliens. It's, well, no, it's the, will... the alternate history first-person shooter where it's like aliens landed in, what, the 40s? 50s. Or 50s? The 50s, yeah. And it changed World War II? Yeah, Did World it... War II was fighting against uh, aliens. They took over Russia, then took over Britain. And the history of it's United actually States. cool. <laughs> it is. It's really cool. The single player, I really like playing through the single I'm player. I'm watching a gameplay video real quick right now just to see what the hell it is. <laughs> okay, Anyways, we'll come back to you, I, I Anthony. Under. Yeah. Eddie. I'm going to say under also. Yeah, I felt like everyone was going to say under. I just liked that whole, like... Your little thing, yeah, you the did. little thing. That's the really the only reason I did but it. It's a very Eddie thing you did. Yeah, it's a pretty Eddie thing. So, um, Mitch, Mitch, what do you what do you think in here? Under what? Um, I'm gonna go with 85. 85. Oh, That's pretty good. <laughs> Anthony, what what are you going with? Under what? Price is right, with, bitch. I was gonna go with 85 too, 85. but I'll just go. With, oh, yeah. what? Oh, that's fine. Okay, Eddie. Uh, I'll, I'll do 85. That's what I wanted. 86. 86. Price is right. Uh, Jeff, do you want an opinion on this or no? Man, I can't even tell from the, the gameplay. It just, looks like a, it just looks like a shooter, man. Yeah, it, like, it's pretty shootery. Eight, 83. I don't know. <laughs> okay. okay. So 83 back to back. I like that. Okay, so uh, who wants to take this? Anthony. 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 Anthony's played the other team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, am I, what are we doing? 85. Go. Why 85? Um, oh, why 85? Um, because I feel like um, that'll make I don't, it know, I don't think it'll do any better. Resistance game, by the way. I don't think it'll do any better than Resistance 2. It's kind of flying under the radar. Um, some people, I really liked Resistance 2's um, campaign, but a lot of the reviews I read, for some reason, people didn't like it, and I can never really understand why they just they just didn't care for it as much. And I'm I feel like they're going to feel the same about that. I feel like they're going to carry that bias into this one. So, it, you know, they're trying to make it into a AAA title, but for some reason it always just feels sort of second tier. So, Yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting like Half-Life 2 deja vu, but not in a good way. <laughs> like it, it looks like it's, it's ripping off several other things and not bringing anything to the table. See, well, my thing it, is... I it's got to- amazing weapons. Yeah, that's what I've heard From about. From the Ratchet and Clank guys, it, the weapons are so amazing. Well, game. I wanted to be excited about 3, because I've heard 2 is good, and I've been meaning to pick it up because it's really cheap. Like You can get 2 for like $17 or something at GameStop, and I've heard the single-player 2 is great. I think Jeff's um, ears just perked up. <laughs> but um, I'm, No, I think I did see it on, on sale. I, I, I'd be willing to pick up something well, like so that. So I've been interested yeah. in picking up 
or I've I've been interested in three, and so it was kind of one of those things where I was like, well, let me see the stuff for three, and then maybe I'll play two, whatever. But then the stuff they showed at E3 of Resistance Three was like the most boring, droll, yeah. and it was it it looked a lot like the Resistance Two demo because didn't the two demo they showed have him fighting a big monster, like the same, almost um, the same, or no? Or am yes. I making it up? Yeah, no, there was a big monster in Chicago. Yeah, so it was like the same. It was. It, I was like, I feel like we're watching the same demo. It was just one of the most like humdrum, like yeah, like just shootery. What Jeff was like, it looks like a shooter. Like it's it's brown and there's aliens, you know. Um, well, see, I, I actually played the first two Resistance games, and I I didn't care for them at all. I thought they were actually kind of boring. But that's I I just want to yeah expand on what you said there, Eddie. It's like they're pulling out the same tricks for Resistance Three. It's like, oh guys, we got big monsters, just like in two, but this time they're bigger. Yeah. yeah, I mean, what makes it stand out? Like big, bigger monsters isn't exactly like a good bullet point for the back of the box, guys. More portals, <laughs> yeah, bigger <laughs> portals, portals that take twenty minutes to beat. Don't you love that? So I imagine it'll still be fun, especially if you like the other. If you like the other two, I imagine it'll still be a fun game. Yeah, uh, I know. mean that, that's the thing. Like, I <laughs> apparently I'm the only person who played uh, Red Faction Armageddon. <laughs> They killed that franchise, by the way. I know yeah, they dead. killed that franchise. That's what I'm saying. But like, killed it, Jeff. I, Did you hear I rented that, Nick? it. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. I, so I rented it from Redbox, and I I paid like what five dollars for it total, maybe. Uh, it was fun, but uh, there was nothing really that special about it. You know, I was glad I only paid five dollars for it. I like, by the way, I like the thinking that they did, which was like, well, this franchise, we made bad games for it, so we're just going to, not necessarily bad games, but like, we made games that people didn't want, so we're just going to kill the franchise, because it's the franchise's fault. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Well, see, the funniest thing was that, like, the instant reaction in comments was like, oh, well, it's because they took away the open world. I'm like, really? Seriously? I, I, I don't know. That, that seems silly. I feel like yeah. the game had its most success when it was a first-person shooter, so... You know. I actually thought it was really interesting to combine the uh, the destructible everything with a more uh, specific story. Like a, I like that it that you could do all the stuff with the destructibles and not have to wander around everywhere because that bores the shit out of me really quick. Well, I played the first two yeah. on the PS2 and I liked those games uh, quite a bit. I played the, the I forget the the open world one and I and I enjoyed that for a time too, but um. This new one just didn't really interest me at all. I don't know. I'm starting to get really burnt out on open world games. Like you know, because people was, just do them because they're the thing to do. Yeah, but it just t- it takes something special to make do them, them well. Yeah, yeah. No, like you know, just playing Infamous, it, it's kind of fun. You know, like, I, I I got it free, so I'm just like, yeah, you know, it's it's for what it is, it's it's fun. But it's just kind of like, all right, so I have to wander around this. You know, I have to walk across the city to do this thing, and then I have to walk across the city over here again to do this other thing, and. Like, I, like if 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 L.A. hadn't been recreated so faithfully in L.A. Noir, I I would almost say I wish L.A. Noir hadn't been an open. Well, so game. I think the, the See, thing I, about I don't I actually don't still don't I like I said I wish it was more like an adventure game where you just yeah. went to sets you know yeah no well yeah, I mean like I, they, I think they give you the illusion of openness you can entirely ignore the openness and that and you're fine right, you, you can, you can make your partner's partner, driving so yeah. i don't have to worry about make it. your partner drive everywhere and you can just go to the the crime scenes and honestly the game doesn't have to be open at all that's the thing i i have a problem with open world games that insist that you go through the motions of like walking across the entire fucking city because we built it so yeah right. they're like look yeah, at all the stuff walk see the shit. You know, it's like all right that's that's fantastic <laughs> you know i hate you uh <laughs> Okay, so let's move on okay. to the next game then. 
the next game is going to be Dead Island. Now, this one was kind of hard to go with because we don't really know a lot about it. And there was no, it's not a sequel, which is weird. So I should say <laughs> over or under 100 because we're getting a not sequel game. Because we just did sequel, sequel, and the next one's going to be a sequel. But whatever. So, Dead Island, I just kind of took a shot in the dark here. Dead Island over under 83. You yeah. should have just looked at the last three zombie games of anything that came out, and then <laughs> well, no, no, what you should have well, done is for be, Left for Dead be... and then um, Left Dead Dead's, Rising. Left for Dead is really well was really well reviewed, so I'd the, probably they're probably the like a nineties. Dead Island just put out uh, Call of War as the cartel. That's the same company. Yeah, oh, and that game is that game is terrible. For yeah, one but yeah I feel like you can't yeah. compare the two. Like that's I don't know. Drug cartels and zombies are like the same thing, Nick. That's true. <laughs> Over under eighty three, Jeff. Uh, I don't know. Sixty. <laughs> okay, under. Okay, so under. <laughs> yeah. Anthony. Oh fuck! Eighty three. Um, I'm gonna say over. Okay. Over what? Over the, um, I'll, oh, 80, 80, uh, I'll say eighty six. Okay, Eddie. Under. Under what? Eighty. Okay. Mitch. I'm gonna go under with a seventy five there, Nick. Ooh. Okay, Mitch. Why is it gonna be awful? Because of the drug cartel game. Yeah. No. Wait, so. <laughs> why do you well, hate Mexicans? I rated it lower than he did. Yes, but you're yeah, but I'm giving it a real Jeff rating. About it. <laughs> yeah, you you're like, I don't care anymore. Let's go to bed. I love that Jeff is the me of this game. <laughs> I give Eddie a fifty. Yeah, Jeff is probably frantically googling Dead Island right now, just like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> I know perfectly well. Mitch, talk. Oh well, if you're so insistent, um, I just think I've watched a few gameplay videos of this, and it just looks like. Like a first-person Dead Rising, but shittier. Like, <laughs> I like I don't know. Like I did. Like the animations look bad, and like the fact that like when I when I originally heard about it, I was excited because it was like it's like four-player co-op, and you got customizable characters. But you can actually only customize the four shitty generic archetypes that we already have. Like, do you want to be the rapper guy or the business lady who still wears high heels during a zombie apocalypse? It's just like it just yeah, it, it just good, looks. Dude. Yeah, you do gotta look good for all them dead people. And, like, there's nothing original about it, even if it's first-person. Like, they've got the makeshift weapon as- aspect from Dead Rising 2. They've got the different zombie types from Left 4 Dead. Seriously, honestly, the only, the only thing that I think could save this is the fact that it's co-op. Like, if it was single-player, I would have given it, like, a 70. Yeah, it like, feels like Condemned meets Dead Rising meets Left 4 Dead. Yeah, yeah like, it looks it, good and the, it has It focuses co-op. on melee combat. And I feel like in first person, that's kind of hard to do. Yeah, and like it just looks weird from first person because like when you do melee attacks in first person, like very few games get that right. Like Condemned did it right, mm. but like the attacks in first person in Dead Dead Island, I keep wanting to call it Dead Rising for some reason. <laughs> the, they look like they have no weight to them. Like your character like is just running along, and then her foot just swings out, and then there's the kick, and then she like just swings the weapon, and it's just like it just comes out of nowhere. So it looks like it's just very like haphazardly thrown together in that respect it just looks sort of like after that original trailer i was really hyped for this but i started watching gameplay videos and like i slowly started to go like 
Uh, well, you've convinced me I'm ready to change mine to a lower one. I wish I'd watched some yeah, gameplay. I, know. I haven't watched any gameplay trailers, and I still thought low. I'm going to stick with mine, though, because I think reviewers are dumb. <laughs> so you yeah, it's like, a first-person shooter, and it's got zombies. So that's, yeah, you know, and the trailer was like so awesome. So. See, that's the right. thing. You guys, you guys mock me, but like Mitch actually made some similar points that I was thinking. So there. <laughs> Do you have anything yeah, else pretty much what Mitch, yeah, pretty much what Mitch said is for me. Well, no, I, I watched some of the gameplay videos, and, and I was not that impressed. I think they actually kind of shot themselves in the foot by making a trailer that was so good. There's no way they can ever live up, live up to no, that. No, no, I was, no, it doesn't matter. That trailer is going to make being, them money, I, I was so they being, don't care about yeah. the quality. Well, I was being facetious with 60. I think actually probably like closer to some, somewhere in the 70s, but um, – Yeah, the, the gameplay doesn't look that great, and it I don't – I don't think it brings anything to the table other than the trailer. Like I, that's the thing I have the feeling is that the only thing that they did creatively was to come up with a really cool pre-rendered trailer that everybody got excited about. Well, besides the trailer, it just feels so soulless too. It's like it was built by a committee. Like let's take things from zombie games that people like, and then we'll make a game out of it. Give them. Yeah. The zombie game for everyone. Yeah. That sounds like a great idea. (laughs) It's like, well, first person people love that. Anyways, we should probably move on before we like, Tear Here we go. Apart Here is it. the last game in in our game. Uh, the last game, game is, is one that we all know and love. It is the third game of this franchise made by all of our favorite uh, game developer. Some call him Dude Huge. <laughs> I like to call him a friend. His name is Cliff B. <laughs> and uh, his name is Gears 3. So, Gears 1 got a 94. Really? Gears 2 got a 93. So, Gears 3 over under 92. Anthony. Over. Eddie. Over. Mitch. I'm going to go with over. Jeff. Uh... Over, I guess. <laughs> Surprised you weren't just like Cromulent and just like that. <laughs> that would have been that would have been less surprising. Yes. Um, okay, so what are we thinking for this, Anthony? What's your over? Uh, you said ninety-two, right? Yep. Uh, I'll be a pussy. I'll say ninety-three. Okay, Eddie. What was your ninety? Ninety-four. Okay, Mitch. What was yours? Ninety. Ninety-five. Okay, Jeff, what's yours? 94. Okay, so no. Mitch. <laughs> Mitch uh, we already started with Mitch too many times. Uh, Eddie, 94. Sorry, I'm so appealing. It's going to be um, good. I think the first game really sold on the strength of its co-op campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and graphics. It has graphics and it's gameplay because we've talked about it before, but it was kind of one of Atmosphere. the first. Atmosphere. Yeah. As, as much as we hate that word, that game had atmosphere. Yeah, it had atmosphere. Um and it, it, like its multiplayer wasn't great, but I think it's just the strength of all those things like really pushed it up. Um, I'm actually a little bit surprised that Gears Two is lower, but not that much surprised because I feel like the campaign wasn't nearly as strong. It wasn't. It didn't make as big of a like a. It didn't land with as big of a boom, you know, because mm-hmm. you played Gears of War One, um, and it had Horde mode, but I guess that wasn't enough to move it up. But I really think that this is going to be one where. As long as the campaign stays similar, I think it's going to have fantastic multiplayer, and I think Horde Mode is going to kick it up a notch. So I could see it hitting right up there with Gears of War 1, but maybe not too much higher in terms of where people are going to review it. 
Okay. Yeah, honestly, that beta sold me on it, dude. Like, I was sour on Gears' multiplayer coming me off of too. 2. But after that beta, I was just like, dude, they get it this time. Yeah, to have made me a believer when I hated the multiplayer in the other games. Yeah, yeah. dude, I was super nervous going into the beta because I thought it was just going to be, like, rolling shotguns and lag and stuff. But I got in there, and, like, for four weeks, I had a really good time. And then when you got in near the end of the beta, like, that was some of the best uh, multiplayer we've had since Reach. Yeah. In a beta. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Also with Horror 2.0 and the four-player co-op campaign. It's a, it's a, it's a big package. That's so I guess my, my question is, is it basically, uh, have they said if it's the end of a trilogy? And, and yes. In theory there, so there's, in theory, there's no more Gears of War games after this? No, no, no. Cliffy B said if it makes enough money, they will definitely make another one. But this is the end of this story. Yeah. Uh, so they, it, like, in theory, they might uh, time. They could do a prequel. They could do, you know, like just okay. they might just do something that's characters. similar gameplay, just on another planet with other some other conflict. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, I, yeah, that's kind of why I feel like it has a chance of of going higher is because if they pull off um, a good solid end to the trilogy, I feel like people always get excited about things that wrap. You know, that that final story, you know, like I, I think that that gives it a chance for the the campaign to be better. And um, I feel like people always get excited, but then when the actual story ends, they're always like, "That sucked." <laughs> Except you know? for Harry Potter. Well, yeah, no, that's the thing I'm thinking of. I'm I'm thinking of like how Harry Potter pulled it off, and maybe you know, maybe Gears can pull pull off a, a good ending to their story too i think i get the impression that people get excited about the story some of the story of gears of war spoiler they find next they find their necks at the end of gears they find their necks (laughs) (laughs) i don't know but yeah and just you guys talking so much about the the multiplayer and everything i i think it has a solid chance of of getting a higher rating four player co-op that'll be huge yeah four player co-op I will probably buy it. I mean, Evan, yeah. Evan said, my brother said he'd go in so, you know, Has everybody here bought it except you? Well, no, I haven't uh, bought it yet, but I'm going to buy it. It's a do it on Amazon. You get a $20 a, gift card. Yeah, yeah, I heard. It's a yep. day one purchase for me. And you get a $10 one with Batman Arkham City. Yep. That's not a day one purchase for me. <laughs> what? For $10? Come on, yeah, I've already got it. Yeah. After I get my $20 from for Gears, I'm getting Batman. Then I'm going to buy it. I'm going to beat it, and I'm going to... Send that shit back. I think that's our next. I think that'll be on our next over under. Will be Batman. Yep. Uh, does Probably. anybody else have anything to say? Anthony, you have anything to say? Or uh... Uh, I just think that it'll be really, really good. But I don't know if it'll surpass, um, you know, years one or anything like that. I, I, I think it'll be better than a ninety-two. But you know, it, if even if it's not, it won't drop below a ninety or anything like that. I don't okay. think there's any. The biggest complaint people may have will be the same complaint they had about Gears of War two. Which is well, it's just basically more of the same. Uh, and if they have that complaint, they still scored Gears Two really well. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Gears Two really well. So obviously, it didn't bother them enough to do anything with it. So right. I'm good I also, with it. I also want to mention real quick that the author who writes my favorite Star Wars novels, the Republic Commando novels, is also writing the script for Gears Three. Is it Karen, Karen Travis. Travis? Yeah. Karen Travis. She also has a Halo novel coming out. Yeah, that's the thing. Like everybody talks about Karen Travis being a great writer, and I, I that's that's part of the reason why I, I think the story has a decent chance of you know uh, pulling it off in the end. Only if she's talking about Mandalorians. That lady loves her some Mandalorians. What if Mandalorians show up and he brings all the necks? 
They would because they keep scouts sometimes. So maybe he's got some necks on his belt, and then he shows up. Maybe that's one of the rewards. I have all these necks. That's maybe that's one of the rewards you get in horde mode is Mandalorians. Or necks. Uh, I thought maybe you. I thought necks. Or necks. <laughs> After you beat wave fifty, you all get necks. <laughs> <laughs> so you see a guy big walking long, around that looks like big, a giraffe. Long, like giraffe like, necks yeah. too. Yeah. I love that you. I love ones. that you Zelda'd it. By the way, Eddie. <laughs> 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 all right. Well, I think that's the end of our game. And the end of the podcast. All right, yay. But yeah, so if you guys want to follow uh, Gamer Sushi on Twitter, twitter.com slash Gamer Sushi on twitter.com slash Eddie Revis. Also, uh, rate and review the podcast on iTunes and write uh, fun fun reviews about how much you love us and give us iTunes a on billion Steam, stars. On Origins. <laughs> Origins on the, the in podcast. Uh, she did like reviewing Nick. And just a score it that way. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, if you want to follow me, I'm twitter.com slash Nick Camardo. And I am uh, twitter.com slash mi7ch. I am twitter.com slash Anthony Taylor underscore. Um, twitter. <laughs> <laughs> wait, what are you? Wait, wait, can you, can you spell that? <laughs> I'm twitter.com slash unsquare. And uh, yeah. thanks for listening, guys. This was a podcast. It happened. I get that. I'm rolling in the riches. Money, 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 money. I'm rolling in the riches. I get that. I'm rolling in the riches. I get that. I'm rolling in the riches. Money by the digits. I got Donald Trump calling me a money wizard. It ain't my So, bitch, you really think Halo 4 is going to be on the next Xbox? That they tease it this year and then they're going to pull a switcheroo on everybody next year? Yes, you just watch, man. I'll put money on that. Whoa, really? Yeah, well, they never said that. Did they say it's coming out for the 360 when they announced it? A case of beer on it. Let's go. I think they did. Oh, shit. We should fucking cast this. Are we are we casting it? Do we want to do we want to start over? Eh. No. Okay. All right. Well, no. Eddie here's okay. Listen. This we is already... interjection. An interjection right now. This is going in the cast. This might go at the end of the cast. I don't know. Right are, now, I mean, we had a perfectly good conversation. Put it, af- put it after the 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 uh, outro song, so it's like a bonus scene. Okay. It's like okay. the end. It's like the end of uh, Captain America when they showed the Avengers trailer. Okay. Spoilers.